Good morning. So good to be with you. What an impressive crowd. I, I love this. Love being able to be singing in English uh, with so many of you. Um, thank you, Mark, for the incredible job you do with the singing and, and missions and <laughs> all that you do. Um, I thank you for that, uh, the, the, uh, introduction as well. I am always happy when my, ha- when my family can come with me. My kids are scattered amongst the youth group here too, and wife in the back. So it's good that you had that picture up there cause I don't have one. Um, uh, it's neat to see how God has made, uh, this partnership come about. Um, we, we have uh, known the Harold family for years, uh, as Justin was saying, and, and usually came back to visit them. And then we started a, a, a good friendship with Jonathan down in uh, Buenos Aires and oil first in Venezuela and now Buenos Aires. And uh, turns out that you also have those connections. So God keeps connecting us in different ways. And now we're connected with Salinas. And um, so uh, I'm so thankful that Operation Ecuador uh, and Northside can get together for this uh, seventh church, bivocational church plant. Um, you'll notice uh, there on the screen that, that we are going to get into some Bible, um, and uh, that'll be more toward the end. I, I mainly want to, and upon recommendation or uh, 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 direction by the MOT, to present this work. Um, such a great work, the two families that are working together, hopefully uh, Kevin and Alex and their families can watch this sometime, uh, but uh, they're doing an amazing work. Every time I go down to Salinas, I leave encouraged by their faith and uh, entrego, their um, commitment to the work. Um, yes, we can do it. Um, I'm sorry for the uh, <laughs> corniness. My kids are a little embarrassed sometimes when I do that, but if it sticks, I've done my job. So, uh, just to give you some nuts and bolts about Operation Ecuador, this is a little busy probably, but um, it's a, kind of a busy ministry, uh, a lot going on. Um, this probably will be a little easier. I am mo- mostly uh, uh, working with the mission teams and also QSOBS. As Mark said, I, I um, helped direct that school for a while, and now as Director of Development of Operation Ecuador, try to, again connect things and, and uh, promote new future developments in this ministry that God is uh, bringing about. The QSOBS teams are the, is the section of, of this good work that you have entered into. And maybe you thought, oh my goodness, what did we get into? And I'm hoping I can explain a little bit of that. Um, but just a little bit of history. Uh, the QSOBS is Quito School of Biblical Studies. And our graduates, have, as they graduate, we try to connect them um, with churches around the globe. And there's been over 40, and 16 of those we've supervised. Um, the others, are they're just going out on their own, doing their own thing. Uh, those first, uh, what does that say, 2000 to 2015, those first 15 years we were able to plant these eight churches. And they were, they were of a nature of full-time support, but still the team design and still time-limited and a culturally rel- relative salary. So we had a lot of things going for us, but we noticed during this time some things that made it, diff- made it important that we transition to a bivocational nature. That's why I want to go and explain. The, the first thing was uh, the development of leadership. When we had the evangelists doing most of the work, well, sometimes they failed to give that to the people they were, they were um, uh, ministering to and brought to Christ. And then the second thing was, um, um, was this just kind of a, a difficulty of transition to a bivocational 
or a, uh, after the contract was done, difficulty of transition into um, working and ministering at the same time. That is the reality in Ecuador. All of our ministers are not our, um, our bivocational. So we have decided in 2015, let's train them for this reality. And from the school, we began to do bo- uh, vocational training. Uh, they not only get their Bible degree, they also get a technical skill. And then we started planning these bivocational times, as you'll teams. As you'll see, Salinas is our seventh one. And this year, as of last month, we put a new one in Barenitas, Venezuela. So um, I stay pretty busy. <laughs> and um, I love what I do. Um, um, I love uh, promoting God's word, uh, promoting God's work. And these outposts of the kingdom we see bringing about growth in, in Latin America. Um, just again, nuts and bolts of what does it mean to be bivocational and all of that. Carlton would say it's, it's using your business for mission. It's using your business as a platform for God and as a tool for him. And uh, business as mission has become, B-A-M as BAM has become a term that is noticed in our uh, business departments and our, our Christian colleges. And we are promoting it in Ecuador as well. First of all, this business got to provide for the family, obviously. Has to be uh, flexible for ministry, allow them time to minister, and also create those natural con- con- uh, connections and contacts uh, within the community. We see it happening, and we see it helping the evangelists learn to balance from the get-go. What does it mean to work and minister? Because again, they go back to that reality after the 10-year mark. Um, um, until the church can mature and, and start providing for its own, that is, that is the reality in Ecuador. Um, it gives them natural integration in the community. And again, I, I put Christ-sustaining instead of the more known self-sustaining posture because it's Christ, isn't it? It's Christ who sustains us and no matter what um, and no matter what model or whatever we take. He is always taking care of his church. Again, nuts and bolts of how this looks for your Salinas team before I share some neat pictures and all the stuff that they're doing. Um, they're working, I tell them to work 25 hours a week in ministry. Uh, Kevin and Alex, I'm always telling them, okay, dedicate to your business, dedicate to your business, you're doing too much ministry. Um, but um, that's, this is the model, this is the um, uh, norm that we're hoping for. Um, the first six months they were there, they had uh, the full salary um, as they looked at the market and saw what businesses they wanted to do. And now they are on the half salary um, 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 uh, agreement that we have set up since the beginning. Some neat things about this model. First, they work in team. So if you imagine, I'm doing 25 hours and my brother is doing another 25 hours. Well, that helps bring about a full, basically full-time person, but you have your Compañeros de trabajo, your uh, colleagues in the work that are helping you. And, and let me tell you, you to be and Dianella are there helping them so much too. They have committed to 10 years, which is daunting. Think about going to a new business or a new job and saying, okay, I'll sign on for 10 years. I mean, you've got, uh, it's a big step in faith that they have done. Um, Northside is, has agreed to increase their salary as inflation happened. We've saw, seen that as a big thing this last year. Um, and uh, I'll provide their health care. So there's some measures we put in place, continued educational opportunities, and basic support, both here in the U.S. and my facilitation there um, on the ground, um, to help them succeed in every way. 
And so what we're hoping for and what uh, we um, see happening is long-term sustainability for, uh, for the church. Every one of the church plants that have um, gone out are still strong today. Um, not all of them have elders. Uh, that takes time, but they all are together. They're working together, even those that are autonomous and, and, and on their own. Um, I, I like this uh, picture. Uh, anybody know Richard Carapaz? He won the 2020 gold medal in cycling. Anyway, he's from Ecuador, so he's our claim to fame. Um, and I thought about all those people that gathered to, to, to support him. Even Ecuadorians were going over there and, and rally at his side. You can do it. <laughs> I don't know. They probably said it in Spanish. Um, but uh, anyway, the... Um, uh, I, I know that, you know, the, the cyclist needs lots of things like water and, you know, the immediate things right there, his bike and getting to and from and whatever, getting set up. But at the end of the day, they're doing it. They're, they're running the race. They're, they're going. And I, I see uh, our partnership in all of this kind of like that. We're on the sidelines. We're rallying. Mark's even teaching them English. <laughs> We're trying to do everything we can to make this mission go forward without creating a dependency. That's kind of kind of where we're at. This book was mentioned to me by a, um, a professor at Lipscomb, actually, who runs the BAM program, and um, and I see our missions not just not just the business, but even the missions uh, taking a lot of these principles. Let's let's have small startups. Let's do a lot of uh, planning on the on the onset, and they they fill out this lean canvas of you know what is what are things we're going to be implementing, some needs that need to be there, what are some problems we're going to be solving, all that you know, basic business one hundred and one. But let's keep iterating. Let's keep, let's pivot when we need to our business. Let's pivot when we need to our church, things that aren't working well in the church. Let's, let's make changes until we have success. And that's, that's what's happening. And that's what we, we hope will happen. There, will there be some struggle there? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but there will be, it'll be worth, um, worth the, all of the sacrifice put into it. I better keep going. This is the Canalone family. Kevin, Yurubi, and Nathaniel. You've, I, I think Nathaniel did a song for you guys. I saw the video anyway. Um, uh, this is the second family, the Rivas family, Alex or Alexis, um, and Dinella and Noah and Chloe. Chloe was just born. I know you guys were praying for her birth, and, and Dinella had some complications. She got into Quito and then couldn't leave. And uh, praise God, uh, Chloe is with us. Uh, beautiful baby and beautiful family. Um, our, our uh, kind of advisory committee met in um, December to help them with the business that they were going to la- launch in, in April. I was going to go through them real quickly. Um, Kevin is dealing with, uh, is, has decided to do home repair, and he's primarily thought about lot cleanup because there's several vacant lots in, in Salinas that the city is requiring they be maintained. You to be homemaker, photography. Um, uh, she has this uh, Guayusa drink, which is a Venezuelan health, health drink that she's made and trying to market and that sort of thing. But again, this stuff takes time. It takes time to build up a business, as many of you business people know. Uh, here's just some pictures they gave me. I said, please give me some work. What are you doing? I mean, Kevin's getting up there doing some crazy things. Uh, I saw, look at this one. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't want to be, I don't know if that's OSHA approved up there. Um, anyway, uh, he is very talented, uh, athletic and, and, uh, works hard. Uh, U2B, this is her, her, uh, Guayusa drink. I think she's trying to find the right times when people are most buying and that sort of thing. But, 
Um, Alex has different skills, uh, graphic design and videography. If I could promote any way his business, he speaks a little English enough to help you guys. If you want to give, if you want to help a missionary, help give him some business, help him, uh, you know, organize an anniversary card or a collage of photos for your graduation or do a video, whatever, any kind of promotion things he can put together. And you can see Mark to find his, um, his, uh, email and that sort of thing. Dinella, she's got a lot of work at home with the two kids, uh, but uh, she has she attends a school store. When the kids are coming out of the store, she will um, sell book supplies, stuff to them, and also some uh, snacks and that sort of thing. These are the, some of the pictures they sent us about uh, what they do. This is kind of some of his his work. Uh, he's very talented. Uh, this team is talented. You've chosen well. I guess they do cinnamon rolls from the school the school store. Anyway. Um, this is, uh, one of the drinks that, again, they're selling from the school store and that thing. Mark, Mark mentioned that I had taken a, the, a youth group from York to, um, uh, to this mission. And I did, um, last, it's only been three weeks, something like that. Um, it was great. I, I usually take youth groups to a different church plan and we try to help. This one was phenomenal. Yes, we, we kind of fo- focus on two things, work and witness. And so we did some cement mixing, as you'll see here, uh, but we also did some skits. Um, we did some uh, singing um, and um, just in every way tried to encourage this rehabilitation center that um, they are working with. And it was kind of neat. At the end of the mixing of cement, uh, I didn't know what the guys were doing. They ripped off their shirts and exchanged their shirt with another one of the guests that had, was, was mixing Simo. That's some kind of respect thing that soccer players do. I don't know. Um, but that's what they did. Um, the ladies from church, uh, sorry for those uh, arrows. They kind of got missed up batch there. But um, the ladies from church and made prayer bracelets. And anyway, just all kinds of ways to show them our love. Because um, uh, Alex... Alex and Kevin and this young man, Gabriel, who's helping the ministry, are going every week to study with these people. It's, it's a beautiful opportunity, um, and God is giving the increase. As, as probably you know from prison ministry, when people get out, they kind of go their own way, but these are new babes in Christ and, and getting put into the world, and we're trying to, again, get them set up for life in Christ. Uh, just some, a few pictures of, of our time with the youth. One of the things that we did was a carnival. Jeff, I'm trying to give you ideas. Where is Jeff? <laughs> I'm trying to give you ideas so that we can do this and implement it with Northside Youth. It'd be awesome. Um, and, and we had a great turnout for that. Uh, we mainly came and helped them with uh, their soccer program. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, and the kids connected. You don't need to know Spanish to do a little football. Um, we also uh, connected with them uh, with their own home groups. They are they meet with groups three times a week, and so we just went along with them in their visits. And the kids' eyes were like, "Wow, this is this is the way people are live, and this is where the missionaries are ministering." And uh, I think it was eye opening for their own worldview and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, look at this one. They didn't even have enough room in the in the house, so they just put out chairs right in front of the door. <laughs> Um, so a lot of the ministry and, and the youth group saw this, a lot of ministry takes place where outside of these walls and uh, they do have a little, a little house of meeting. Um, it's packed, but it's little too. So they're 
obviously going to need to move on. It's just a rental facility. You may recognize that um, uh, the communion trays. I, I, they t- sent a picture of it, and I thought it would include there. They're enjoying that. Um, so these are the three main obreros, the three main workers uh, there. And I'm, I'm including Gabriel because he's not part of the team, but he is so involved in the work. It's wonderful to have him um, and... Um, and we'll see him um, doing a lot with not only the, um, um, the rehabilitation center, but with the youth. Um, their focus, if you've not seen anything in all the reports and videos they've done, is let's train little workers. Let's train little obreros. Um, uh, there's Nathan filling some cement and stuff. Um, but let's train them in godly practice. Let's connect with the youth so, because they will be the church of tomorrow. Um, Proverbs 22, 6 says, let's train up a child when they're young and when they get old, they won't depart from it. And that's what we're seeing this team do. They connect with the youth, with, with uh, football, they connect with the youth and, and, um, and, and their families. They walk down the street and people say, hey, profe, you know, they, they, they note them as their coach and, and, and they have immediate respect by all the family members and the kids are bringing their parents to church. So, it's just such a great model that they're, they're going through, and the Club de Football is, is at the center of this. Most of the church made up of the kids from there, right? Will, I see you. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> um, and so if there is a trip down there from the youth, know that we could do that. We could connect with them. One of the neat things that I talked to York University about was let's do a Christian camp, a Christian soccer camp every year. Can we do it? And they said, yes, I, the head of the athletic department came with us on this last trip. So uh, if there's anybody interested in um, uh, especially adult or, or um, um, older high school to help with this camp, we want to try to program it for the first week of March. And I already know some of you are soccer players, so I, I already told, I already told the, the head of the department who's going to plan this trip, I said, what about people from Northside? Can I invite them? He said, bring them on. We need men and women. There's, women, there's girls in the soccer club, so we definitely need some sisters, sister soccer players. So, Quickly, um, this, this passage has been on my mind. Um, we're not going to be able to read it. It's in, there's a Matthew version and a Luke version. I've tried to figure out, you know, how come there's the differences. I think Jesus just recycled one of his sermons. It happened. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the, there's, the Luke version has minas, and, and the Matthew version has talents, and the Luke version, there's ten servants, and they all get the same mina, and, and the Matthew version, there's three servants, and one gets five, one gets two. You know the story, and the last one gets one. Um, but I think Jesus is trying to help them realize there's a lot to do before we get to heaven still. <laughs> and, and God's going to entrust you um, with, with some with some big responsibility. And he says, imagine a nobleman. Imagine a master. Maybe you can imagine kind of like um, this uh, Shark Tank business, or Shark Tank um, TV series that's out there. And, and you make it to the Shark Tank. And, and there's that philanthropist, that generous person who's ready to give money. It's kind of like that. But Jesus twists it and says, he doesn't even want to hear your business pitch. He's just going to give you the money. He's going to be generous and expect you, the word um, in Luke is pragmateumai. Put this money to work. Be practical, pragmatic with this gift that I'm giving you. 
Um, Use your natural abilities to see your sphere of influence and just put it to work. Why? It's not money that he's giving. That's not what Jesus is expecting. It is his grace, his love, his forgiveness. And our work, Lord forgive me for even saying it, that our work is just to be faithful and keep it going forward. Keep giving that forgiveness. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, I think we just heard from the pulpit. The key, I think, to the success, and I, I, maybe I hadn't meant, seen this in this parable so much, was the key to the success is knowing the benefactor. Knowing the generosity of this man. He's no shark at all. He's, the rich guy is out to give, is out to be benevolent, not to disqualify And he's just asking us, be pragmatic with your gift. Pump the system with my love, my grace, my forgiveness. Kind of like we had that stimulus, you know, whatever, where you fall on that. But stimulate the economy with my love and my grace, and we will see good things happen. But he also says some people don't get it. Some people still don't want to accept his grace. It's it's mind-boggling that they don't. But those that don't, it comes down a severe, hard judgment. If you read the parable, you'll see that, you know, they're cast out. And we need to realize it's first for the Jews, and Jesus is bringing up that context. They've refused his gift and that sort of thing. But we also need to see it for us. Jesus is saying, for all those who don't believe in me, all those who don't know me, all of those who don't trust in the gracious compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love type of God that we have, they will also see the other side of his justice. This is, this is the Mosaic Creed that's repeated all through the Old Testament. In fact, Jonah knew it. He's like, man, I knew you were a God like that. I, that's why I didn't want to come here. <laughs> but um, people that don't get it only see one side of God. They see his severity and his judgment. And this last servant in the parable definitely saw that. I knew, I, you were a hard man harvesting where you haven't sown and gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See here what is, belongs to you. No, they don't know the master. And um, it's kind of interesting. Jesus doesn't correct them. Oh, the master's not like that. He just basically shows the fallacy in their own thinking. Anyway, God's kingdom, I think, is important that we realize this is not about fear. It's about joy. Can we say this together? We all know this verse. Let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not come through him. I got to I got to um pick up on my English of translation of this better. <laughs> um he did not send his world in, his son into the world to condemn the world. That's the he wanted to save the world. He wanted to be generous. This is our God. Amen. And if we know the benefactor then we know we can give. If we know the philanthropist, the man who's just giving his grace then we will know how to be active. Even it's not about not anything about the, the minas or how much you received. Even the guy that got five more, what does it say? Oh, you've been faithful to five things or a few, a few things. 
Basically, Jesus is saying, hey, it's all little compared to my mega scoped plan, right? Um, there was a, a little kid. The kids were watching a long time ago, Rugrats. And I remember the guy, the little kid said, he had this drawing or whatever. And he gave it to his mom and said, hey, is this good enough for, to be a fridger? <laughs> and, and anyway, the mom, of course, took it. And God takes our works and makes them fridgers. <laughs> he says they're good enough. They please him in every way. And that's, that's what we need to realize. We need to realize we all got different gifts. This is the one I read in Spanish. So we're thinking on the same uh, wavelength. We've all got different gifts. And there are different kinds of service. Um, it's the same Lord, though. He's working in it. And he's, he's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working in all of these for all his works. He invites us. That's one thing I noticed in this parable. He invites us into his happiness. <laughs> Is there a better way to say that? Invites us into happiness, not only there, but also here. John says it's rewarding. It's, it's um, life abundant. It's substantial. It's gratifying. I want to be invited to that life. And I want to invite others into that life. Amen? But he's going to use you. Human agents. He's always done that, even since, even with his son, he uses human agents. I'm going to finish up with this. I brought these because I don't usually have the cool things to flip things in PowerPoint, whatever. You have manual, <laughs> little, uh, um, um, what do you call these? Anyway, <laughs> um, things to uh, show your message. Um, this is a fuse. And this is a breaker. What is the difference between a fuse and a breaker? And with these, have a large current go through. They burn out, and then you throw them away. And these, when they when they trip, guess what? You can click it back on. That's what God wants. He wants us to be active. He wants us to be conduits using His power. And oh man, it's such a greater power, right? He wants us to be his conduits for the world. And, you know, I was, I was going through Michigan the other day, and uh, there was a storm. The storm was out, and one house was, was, had this line. It was a good thick cord, and I actually had to run over it. But anyway, he was, he was sending power from his house. that had a generator to his neighbors. Anyway, it just got my, my mind thinking, and I think, I think that's kind of what you're doing. And I thank you for that. Thank you for being conduits for even people that are beyond you. You're taking care of Jerusalem and Judea and you're saying there's Samarias, there's the end of the world, there's the Salinas. And let's get busy. Let's be conduits for our Lord. As we um, end, um, if I understand, there's, uh, the elders are going to meet people in the back, those who want to pray. Uh, you, may, you may never have been connected on God's big grid. You may just be... And, and, and you may, may have never been baptized and connected to him and connected to the fellowship. We want that. Don't be, don't be, don't be a dummy and, 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 and avoid this or negate this gift that he's given. It's right there for us. Or you may have been turned off for a while. And not active. Taking up space in his breaker box. There's joy here. There's also warning just like the parable tells us. You know, Alex, Kevin, they're not superheroes. 
They're just taking advantage of the amperage they have and the selection they have to their world. And you're doing the same. You can do it. We can do it. This invitation is for you as we stand and sing.